It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. Welcome back to Lax Class, Lacrosse Classified, right here in the home of Lax Class, Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network for Lax Class 129. About to come your way, and uh, we're excited to bring it to you. My name's Jake Kelly. My co-host's name is Brad Challoner. And uh, Bradley, another big program lined up. For 129, as we go all across the nation once again, uh, Quick Sticks, of course, Stampede Stallion, big focus all coming up here on EP 129. How's it going? I know uh, it's Monday night. This isn't our regular recording time. You continually test me and throw me off of my, my daily routine here, changing up our recording times. I know you're just getting back from lacrosse practice how did how did that go that's exciting you got your girl playing you're coaching yeah we were running the tight girls around tonight um things are going well you know lots of lots of loose balls lots of learning how to scoop lots of uh some one-on-one loose ball drills you know you gotta gotta be pretty careful because there are some mums that will peek their head in the door and make Mm. sure we're not doing anything too close or or breaking any rules so you got to kind of keep things on the on the DL, but the girls are having fun right now, and that's all we really care about. Yeah, you know, you keep them well, interested, and make sure, that's no, all make sure that no one's saying about. I'm bored or I want to go home. Exactly, that's what the sport's all about. So, yeah, it's been it's been going good so far. It's nice to have a stick in my hand and be out on the floor and feel a little bit of sense of sense of normalcy. Yeah, no, I know uh, you put the tweet out there and in, in the Instagram post, uh, Mrs. Challoner going to buy you a new shaft. For for the birth when's the birthday? Birthday's coming up. May the fourth. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, you're the Star Wars. Uh, no, no, I'm not a Star the- Wars guy. I'm, no, it is. It is yeah, May yeah, the fourth yeah. be with you. Yeah, Star Wars and I'm not a Star Wars guy in the absolute least. Like no, I cringe when 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 NLL teams do the Star Wars night. I'm like, I'm just not into it. Just can't can't get behind Star Wars for uh, Teddy Jenner. Whatever reason. they turning say turning off the podcast right now. Biggest Star Wars dork in, in, in lacrosse uh, community. And he's not, sure. Hey, he's not the only one. There's no, a lot no. of them, but I, I read an interesting article recently saying that like Star Wars fans are people that are looking maybe for a religion mm. or like finding that sense <laughs> really? of community. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I, I okay. find my religion, in, uh, I find my religion in other ways. Yes, I don't, I don't have to find it. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I had like the bedspread, the sheets, the pillow, the pillowcases, all of it when I was like 12. And then, uh, that kind of grew out of that. <laughs> but much, that was, there was only, like there, was one, uh, uh, yeah. there was only one Star Wars movie out at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Return to the, well, no, there was like the first three. Like after the first three, okay. after the Jedi, the Empire, and and the original, that was it, kind of for me. Like I didn't go past that. That's kind of why I stopped and watching I professional I'm... wrestling as well. But I think those kind of those those two groups kind of go hand in hand, don't they? The, the Star Wars and, and, the, I, uh, and the wrestling. I know. And I know it's throwing your your <laughs> schedule. I know I'm throwing your schedule for. I know I'm throwing your schedule here for a loop, but um. But you got your poke today, I so did. I wanted to get you before you froggy yes. because I know there's a, I hear for a lot of people after their vaccination, 
awful sleep and then like wicked COVID hangover the next day. So I, that's why we wanted to get you recording yeah, well, tonight because I think tomorrow editing, you're going to be a bag of shit. Yeah, I'm going to get it all done. I like, I literally got home and I like did all my laundry. I did the dishes. I kind of changed the bed. Like I got everything done so I don't have to worry about it tomorrow. Like I can just feed the cat. Yeah, all of it. Uh, but yeah, no, got the poke. And, and let me tell you this before we get to the big focus here. Um, I went to the Poirier Forum, and it was by appointment only, and I kind of got there, and there was a lineup out the door, and I was kind of like, okay, like, I don't, this this must be normal sort of thing. Anyways, from, from start to finish, it was probably, I don't know, like an hour, hour and a half they ran behind schedule, but, like, for me, I I could care less about how long the process took. I was so excited to see how many people were there lined up to get vaccinated. Like it gave me all sorts of hope that there is that many people there on one day and one time slot looking to get vaccinated. And listen, it was a little bit controlled chaos. Like you said, how you feel? I said, well, I'm not there yet. It's kind of like cattle being led to the slaughterhouse here because of the lineups and you kind of go through each stage and each checkpoint and they test this and, you know, sit down, make sure you're the, anyway, so we got it done and uh, arms a little bit sore right now as, as we record, but we'll see how she goes tomorrow, but I'm glad I got it done. I'm glad to see so many people there getting it done. And I encourage everybody to register and get themselves vaccinated as well. Let's get back to normal life. And, Speaking of Brad, uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry, we, we saw, well, we heard this week saying come May long weekend, the hope of sports opening back up, arts and culture opening back up. So we're like a month away from that. The WA season is two months away from their proposed start time. Like that news right there from Dr. Bonnie, she hasn't really said anything like that in a long, long time, that gave me a lot of hope as well. And for people that don't know, Dr. Bonner Henry is the health minister in, in British Columbia here. So that doesn't mean that no, no, Peterborough yeah. Yeah, good, and good you know, anything like that, and yeah. Six Nations BC. are going to fire up and start battling. We're talking British Columbia for our, for our listeners that are outside of British Columbia, like a lot of you guys are. So that gives us hope here in the lower mainland that the WLA can kick off and the BC Junior A Lacrosse League can kick off and and most importantly, minor lacrosse can, can kick off here in the lower mainland. So that's where the hope resides um ontario things are looking pretty grim right now and i doubt there's going to be a junior a season or an msl season so it begs the question we're gonna to have to find out throughout the summer we should probably get paul del monte on here yes. pretty quick in the next couple of weeks but like yep. if major series can't go is there a man cup and how can that how can that look is it a is it the two champions or is it the Number one and number two teams of the WLA. No, Maybe I don't is think it you can a, play for the man. You get Alberta. Maybe nah, you get out. No, I don't know. I don't think you play can for the you man. Get, can you Ontario get Alberta involved? Can you get Alberta involved and get um? No, it's too late. Get them. You think so? So there's no man cup. There could be WLA season, but you don't think there's gonna be a man cup. Well, I mean, maybe. The, just well, Ontario's not gonna sign off on. Ontario's not gonna sign <laughs> off on not. letting that happen. No, but this also begs the question too, Jumbo, is that. How many? And th- this is perfectly legal. This is this is not bending any rules. But how many? 
how many Eastern guys that can't play MSL this summer are going to come West? I know we have an import rule and there's, there's, there's an import rule, but you know, if you, you move here and if you've got, um, you've got a, you've got a red place of residence and a driver's license that, that has an address that says British Columbia on it, Mm. there's, there's ways around it, but there is, there is an import rule in the WLA. Yeah. Yeah, lots to chew on. No, it, it, lots be, to chew on there. It, it'll be interesting to watch, man. I'll be watching closely. I know that much, but just uh, kind of a hopeful day here, Brad. Uh, getting vaccinated, hearing that news from Dr. Bonnie Henry, and and uh, just kind of feel like we're we're ready to turn the corner here and, and get the return to lacrosse. So stay tuned. And and listen, as far as Ontario goes, and what is happening back there with COVID numbers. They're continuing to plow ahead with with lacrosse operations uh, back there, Brad. So with that being said, I think it's time for the big focus. Big focus. Big focus. Focus. Another than a big focus. Focus. Big focus. So the big focus this week uh, we just alluded to it the Ontario Junior A Lacrosse League Brad has gone out and found themselves a brand new commissioner and it's a familiar name it's not a real like lacrosse pure name but obviously the name will ring true and 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 be familiar with a lot of people in Ontario, and my goodness, some of the press releases and some of the connections that this man has, and and people speaking towards his character and all the rest of it, Mark Count the Counselor, Mark Grimes, Colleen Grimes' father, is now the new commissioner of the Ontario Junior A Lacrosse League, and and this caught me by surprise right out of left field. Apparently, it's been in the works for a while. But what a get here for the OJ. And, like, we saw all sorts of people, Shanahan, Bill Daly, you name it, people were coming out and, and commenting on, on Mark Grimes, and it was just raving reviews. And, and I think this is a massive get for Ontario Junior A Lacrosse. Yeah, this, this is a big, big focus. Um, a Toronto City <laughs> Councillor for the past 18 years, Hockey Hall of Fame Board of Directors, um, instrumental in helping bring the concept of BMO Field right. to exhibition place. That's where the Argos play. That's where the um, the MSL or the MLS team plays in. TFC plays. Um, worked really closely with Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, helped open the Raptors practice facility, the OVO mm athletic center in 2016 so this man has connections all over southwestern ontario can pull a lot of strings and what it tells me is that this is it's time for change and this is the this is the mo this is the way that they're going to go to bring that change to the ontario junior a lacrosse league they're not just going to bring someone in who's going to stand sit pad like this is a guy who's going to (laughs) team mcleod for the last 40 years yeah no, it's- oh, is, yeah, he's going to pull some, make some connections. And it's no secret that, that the Ontario Junior Lacrosse League has wanted to make some changes. You know, there's, there's talks about um, going to U22. There's talks about Leave breaking away from, yeah. from C from OLA and from CLA. There's, there's talk of changing the rule book to line with the NLL press releases early on already saying that Mark Grimes is working closely with Nick Sakevich. Mm. Nick Sakevich, the commissioner of the National Lacrosse League, tweeting his congrats to Mark Grimes. Like these conversations are already happening happening. And 
if there is no January lacrosse this summer in Ontario, which there likely will not be, as we just said, this is perfect timing to, to have a nice long one year runway to make those changes and roll them out in accordance and ready for the 2022 season. So this, this is big. There's a lot of time for Mark Grimes to do his thing and put his stamp on the Ontario junior lacrosse league and, and change is coming, man. And I just hope that, uh, that he's getting on the horn here with Carl Christensen and the BC junior lacrosse league pretty quick and, and Alberta yeah. and Manitoba and across the country and helping those other leagues usher in some change too, and get everybody on the same page. Yeah. And, and to add to that, just to kind of cap it off, like how does this impact the TLL now? Like uh, the circle of excellence and all that. Like I, I saw one tweet come from, I think it was Garrett Ball, you know, congratulating Mark and he's a TLL circle of excellence guy. But I, like, I don't know. The TLL's got high hopes and big dreams as well. And, and I don't know how this new hiring of commissioner Mark Grimes will affect that league as well. It's going to be really interesting to see these two leagues kind of play out in front of our eyes. Yeah, it's like a, it's it's wartime essentially. Like they're they're going to be competing for for some of the same players, but you've got guys like Kurt Steyer is now putting his name behind the TLL yeah. along with with Jake Henrock and the rest of the circle of excellence. Like it is, um, it's going to be a battle. And Interesting I just hope times. That lacrosse Interesting comes times. out at the end of it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just say we're. I think we're going to actually try to get. Uh, we'll try and get the new commission on uh, maybe next week to to talk all about it. I know he just uh, had some knee replacement and he's been uh, you know making contact with all the board of governors and all the rest of it. So we'll give him a chance to kind of get his feet wet and then uh, have him on the program to talk all about it. Hopefully next week. So stay tuned for. That, uh, speaking of stay tuned, stay tuned for the next quarter as we go lacrosse the nation here on EP 129. We're heading to Rochester, New York, and we're going to talk to the GM of the Nighthawks, who now lives and resides in Rochester. Dan Carey comes up next. Lacrosse the Nation, Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. You're listening to Andy Towers on the Cross Classified on the Cross Flash. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified Lacks Class for short. Into the second quarter we go. Uh, Lacrosse the Nation time here, Brad. Before we get into Lacrosse the Nation, I want you to know I I stayed up all night long, slaving in front of my my computer, my laptop here, creating, producing, editing, clipping, recording. This brand new intro for Lacrosse the Nation. I really hope you enjoy it. It's time to go, Lacrosse the Nation. Lacrosse. Lacrosse. The nation. Well, there you go, Brad. Uh, Lacrosse the I spent a lot of time. time. The production value on this podcast gets better and better every time we roll out a new feature. I just have to say that your editing skills and your splicing and your freestyling have gotten uh, so much better over the years, man. That, you know, that, that intro reminds me of like, 
like watching um like local the local cable channel i don't know if coquitlam has that but like growing we had delta cable and like yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. could have a show on delta cable yeah. and you know you could just string together your own intros and that's <laughs> that, that's what that reminds you of flashing Public back to access. 1983 yeah well there you go uh well done lacrosse the nation take it away let's do this and now Second installment of the new segment, Lacrosse the Nation, here on Lacrosse Classified. And we promised it wasn't just going to be your Orangevilles and your Peterboroughs and your Victorias, that we were going to dip south of the border and talk about some box lacrosse hotbeds in the United States. One of those being Rochester, New York, home of the National Lacrosse League since the mid-90s, 1995, I think. But going back before that, home of the first ever box lacrosse game in sort of the northern u.s when cornell and syracuse played a game at the rochester armory armory back in the 20s or 30s so a lot i remember it well of, you have you were there we you, we called that one didn't we <laughs> I believe it was a 13-9 cornell win or something like that but yeah so you know people think that that rochester just started playing box lacrosse in 95 but there's some deep roots heading back and some deep roots actually um, inserting themselves into Rochester these days, not just the NLL, but the upstate collegiate box lacrosse league is going to be launching this summer. They're taking player registrations. Now um, players that are seniors in high school, all the way through seniors in college, even fifth year college players eligible to play in the upstate collegiate box lacrosse league. And Dan Carey can be helping with that as well. He's also the general manager of the Rochester Nighthawks. He lives in Rochester now, so he's in the lacrosse game. Thanks for doing this. Uh, how is life in Rochester these days? Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. You know what? It's been good. Um, I think considering the circumstances that we've all had to deal with for the past year, um, you know, things are uh, a little harder to get used to or or have been, but recently things have been okay here. Um, you know, uh, my daughter started playing youth lacrosse, so we're able to, to kind of get out and do some things outside. And, um, you know, it hasn't been uh, as crazy as it was at the beginning of the pandemic as it is now. So all things considering, we're, we're doing pretty well here. Well, maybe we'll, we'll start with the Upstate Box Lacrosse League, Dan, and, and kind of work our way backwards here. Um, this is exciting stuff. Uh, it, I don't know how hard or difficult this was teaming up with the Buffalo Bandits, Dan. Now, this is not something we've normally seen here between two rival franchises like the Bandits and the Nighthawks, but you guys have teamed up to create this new collegiate box lacrosse league. How did this idea kind of come to fruition, I guess, is where we should start? Well, I think Buffalo was looking to get this thing off the ground um, the year before we came in as an expansion team, so it's been a while for them um, trying to get this thing to, to go, and you know, I think with the connection, the NLL plus, you know, our ownership, uh, it, it made sense to work with these guys. Um, you know, I, I think the the aspect of making sure that we can do something the right way um, and not, you know, bite off more than we can chew. We started with two teams in Buffalo and two in Rochester. So that it just seemed to work, um, you know, when we kind of considered it, partnering with this and, and working together. So. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's good. It, you know, it doesn't uh, it doesn't change our our dislike <laughs> for the bandits on the floor, and, and that's something that I think good, will always good, be there. Yeah. Is that competitiveness? So probably that won't probably just makes that's, it better. Probably just makes yeah. the rivalry grow a little bit deeper. Yeah, it might. It might. So you know, I, I don't think that changes anything on the floor or that competitive part of it. But you know, I think across the league, right? We're all partners in the National Lacrosse League, and we want to see the game grow, and that's an important part of of this, right? Of, of doing something like this is 
not only, you know, is it potentially going to help us find, you know, more players that are from this area that we could potentially draft in the National Lacrosse League, but also growing the game of, of lacrosse and box lacrosse, you know, specifically. Yeah, and, and I think that you talked about partnership, Dan, and USA Boxla, who kind of, you know, Shaden Santos and, and the group down there really kind of started to teach box lacrosse the right way south of the border. And they were kind of the first group that, you know, they, they didn't want to put field indoors and kind of try and teach it that way. They really went with a box lacrosse specific model. And I think that's the right approach. And you guys have teamed up with USA Boxler to, to kind of roll this collegiate box lacrosse league out. Yeah, they've done you know a tremendous job just with, with everything, right? With the way they... They're, they're operating those other leagues, um, the, the refereeing, the, the rules, the, you know, the, the aspect of, of filming every game. I, I just, it seems professional and uh, I think they're doing it the right way with Shaden and, and Matt Brown and those guys that kind of started this having experience um, in the NLL and knowing the box game very, very well. And the, the individuals who they have brought on board over the years, it's, uh, it's definitely something that, um, you know, I think, we're all going to see a benefit in the U.S. with with the way they're they're teaching us. So it was it was definitely easy for us to get on board with. What is the rule book like that you guys will be playing with? How close is it to a National Lacrosse League rule book? It's close. Um, I, you can't quote me on uh, on anything real specific, but it is it is. I want close. Uh, Section Three Point One A. What's the rule? Well, we'll have to get Ripper on. He, he's the one that's kind of leading this. I, uh, you know, he's. He's no, I very, think they, they follow just this, so. you know they're they're almost following the the NLL rollup yeah. to a T. I would say Dan and and I think yeah. to add on to that you know you got NLL guys coaching here with Zeddy Williams, Dan Coates, uh, Ethan O'Connor. These guys are yeah. are really going to help teach the youth and and man like it makes such a difference when you have a pro player teaching you lacrosse like you instantly look at him and go this guy's at the highest level. And I want to learn from him so I can get to where he want, where he is now. Yeah, I, and that to to us the reason you know we want to have guys like like that in place for coaches is to teach them the right way. I think I think you know if the league has put everything in place as far as the rules, the refereeing, um, and, and we got to make sure that these guys are are being taught the right way. Uh, but it also adds credibility to our league, right? Those are some pretty significant names in the lacrosse world, so to have those guys involved. And I think we're going to, you know, hopefully as we continue to grow, we're going to have even more, more guys involved. So those names, those, you know, the, the talent of the national Cross league and investing their time in this is definitely, you know, good for everybody. So I'm excited to have those guys on board with our league. And, and I think, you know, the players should be as well. Yeah. And just before uh, I let Brad kind of jump into lacrosse, the nation here, as we speak with the GM of the Rochester Nighthawks, Dan Carey, maybe just let people know, uh, I know regist- early registration is open, Dan, and, and people can get more information. Do you want to direct them to the website where they can find all the good stuff that they need to know? Oh geez, that. Uh... Or or I can maybe do that for you if I can find it in it's my US, little notes. US box. Let, yeah, there's a US box. They can go to our website, so the RochesterNighthawks.com. Um, all the information is on there, so I would say that's probably the best bet. And uh, you know, the, all the information that that they would need is there. Um, players are eligible from, you know, high school seniors on to NCAA fifth year players. So there you go. Um, it is. It is. You know, from my from my standpoint, we we would love to see, you know, some of these high caliber 
college players um, play box across, right? I think that's part of the process of scouting is understanding what their experience is. If they're, you know, American born player that have had some experience in box, but at least we can see these guys come and play. But I, outside of that, it, it, it's also going to help elevate their game and their skills by playing box in the summer for their college years, right? The, the, if they're a freshman in college and they want to get more playing time, I think this is a great opportunity for that to, to kind of hone their, their skills in the box game. So it, uh, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of positives to, to have a player be involved with something like this. Absolutely. A national championship in San Jose, California at the end of summer 21. And that'll get um, the upstate league and the Connecticut league and the Ohio league and the Colorado league all battling for that national championship. That'll be that'll really be cool, man. Something to watch. And, and hopefully, yeah, that'll be a really cool event in, in, in San Jose. Going down the road. Um, we know Dan, that the Rochester uh, air. Let's go. Like you need a couple of announcers to, to run that thing for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll get our poke. We'll be able to cross the border by then, hopefully. And let's, let's saddle up. Um, Obviously, an abundance of colleges in in the Rochester and upstate New York area. Three pro teams up there now, Dan. Um, so there is a lot of lacrosse being played. How much box is available to kids under eighteen in the Rochester area right now? Um, there's there's a few leagues. Uh, Brad Gillies with the the Halifax team. He's he's got a uh, roots box across league that he started here. I think there's others as well. Um, I'd love to see more, right? I, I don't think there's as, as much as we would like to see, but but there is there are some some programs that are teaching box across, and you know I think Rochester in general is is it's a hotbed of lacrosse. You see a lot of players that come from from this area that that have um, you know great careers in the NCAA and and some go on and play in the NLL. Yeah, so, Joey Walters, yeah. Mike Manley, uh, just to to name a couple. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know you look at players like TD Airland right now, um, you know, Jared Connors, who we drafted at Virginia. So there's, there's some really good players that consistently there's, you know, guys accused, they play at the, you know, the, the highest level in the NCAA. So, um, you know, there are some programs, like I mentioned with, with roots and, and others, but um, you know, I think that that there's lots of room to grow when it comes to, to box across in this area. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you being from maybe one of the biggest hotbeds of lacrosse in, in Peterborough, Ontario, where you originally hail from, what what type of things do you think that you can take from that area, Dan, and bring down to Rochester to help grow the sport of box lacrosse in, in New York? Um, I, I think you have to have, you know, people that understand the game, right, which I, I believe we do here. Um, but, but the more people give back to the game and that's, you know, growing up in Peterborough, you know, we had, we had some coaches that we didn't even know how good they were when you're younger, right? Yeah. The, the Evans, father, Paul Evans is one of my coaches and um, you know, Jim Johnson and these guys had, had all just been involved with lacrosse their entire lives and played, you know, at the highest level. Some played, um, you know, John Grant senior was always walking around the, the rinks and fixing kids sticks. It was just, it was really cool to grow up, you know, in that. And I think you take it for granted. You're a kid. You don't realize, you know, the significance of that. But um, so I think being more involved um, on our end, right, with the Nighthawks, I think we we have a lot of work to do when it comes to that is, is being, you know, more present in the, the lacrosse community here. And uh, we don't have a lot of players that are from this area or, you know, live in this area during the season. But, you know, if that's something that we can help with and we want to we want to look to do that moving forward. So. I think it's just giving back and there's a lot of guys here that's that have some box experience that 
I believe are giving back. Um, so if that continues, then you're going to see a lot of growth here. It's going to be interesting in, in, in the future to see what player, like you're right. It is, it is, it's transplants. It's guys who want to make their live in that area. Like you're, you're doing now you're transplanted into Rochester and, and helping the grassroots grow. But is that something we need to see more of the national lacrosse league down the road? Like maybe, you know, once players get full-time living in this league, hopefully one day that you're going to see more players in market because it's not just for the marketing for the pro team, but it's helping the, the grassroots sport grow. And that's, what's going to help the league in the future. So how can the league get more players in market down the road? Do you think? Yeah. And that's sometimes it's team by team, right? Um, you know, each team will have to decide how they can make that work with, with bringing their guys in. It depends on the location, right? We have some areas that are a lot easier for players to, um, to relocate to than others, but yeah. <laughs> San Diego ideally. comes to mind on that list. Eh, Dan? Like it's probably not too hard to pull a guy down to, to sunny San Diego. Say, hey, want to come live down here and teach box across? For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think some of the younger guys that you, you know, you talk to them when you're, you know, going through the process of preparing for the draft. And there's a lot of players that are willing to live in market yeah. wherever it may be. Right. And I was in Colorado for, for a period of time and, and here in Rochester and conversations I've had with players for both markets were willing to, you know, to, to live there and, kind of make lacrosse their lives for even a short period of time if it's for a few years so yeah. i think you know we we have a ways to go across the league for that to, to, to for us to get to that point right when it comes to full time and yeah. and able to have all the players in market uh if that happens then i think that would be you know fantastic for the growth of lacrosse in those markets so you know i think there's there's a lot of players across our league that are doing great things when it comes to youth lacrosse and camps and clinics and, you know, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, I think one on one interaction that they have right with their um, with their skills that they're teaching. So there's there's a lot of upside. There's a lot of potential for us. And I think it's going to slowly continue to get better. Um, we've always heard lacrosse is one of the fastest growing sports in North America. And um, don't know where we're at with that right now, but I believe we still have a lot of a lot of growth potential. So whatever we can do to help in each individual market, but also the league is, is something we, we need to strongly, you know, consider. No doubt about it. Uh, lacrosse the nation here with Rochester Nighthawks GM Dan Carey talking Rochester box lacrosse. What are the facilities like in Rochester? Like, is there outdoor boxes? Is there places to go for, for kids to, to bang it on a wall or in a box or, or even get floor time indoors uh, during the winter time? Yeah, there are. We actually are fortunate here. We've have, um, I think there's about five or six outdoor boxes. Uh, there's one that's, you know, 15 minutes from me here in Victor that uh, I, you know, every time we pull up there, my son just goes crazy. He's three and just loves, awesome. you know, running around the box. There's, I think there's one in Webster. There's one in down in Canada. Like there, there, there's enough of them here. And I think it's, um, you know, that's definitely something that you see benefiting, you know, people there's, you know, kind of men's, not men's leagues, but there's men's pickup games that happen all the time as well. So we have, we have enough resources here and, and enough facilities, uh, even a few of them that we practice, you know, TSEs, one that, that has um, two facilities, one on the east side, one on the west side of the city of Rochester that we practice at. So plenty of room, you know, for box across cool. teaching and practicing and, and all of that. So we're, we're lucky here. How about those Cahawks fans these days, Dan? How has the transition been like from the former Rochester to the, you know, the Cody Jamison Rochester Nighthawks that the market grew to love and, and the expansion, Sean Evans, Holden Katoni, Rochester Nighthawks. How has that transition been to, to your group? 
it's been okay. Um, we have an incredibly passionate fan base here that, that have been with, you know, that was with the previous organization for a long time. And, and a majority, if not all of them came on board with us. So we do have, Good. you know, a, a group of fans that are extremely passionate about the Nighthawks. I don't think that changed um, when, when ownership changed or we, you know, became an expansion team here. Uh, it's like any year, right? You have, you have turnover with players, you have change that they have to, to grow to love. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get, you know, enough games for them to, to really, you know, grab onto to the players as much as we would have liked, right. We played 12 games out of 18 and, yeah. um, you know, I think that would have, would have definitely helped to get through the, that last last stretch of the season and then we miss an entire year so it's it's difficult we we appreciate everything they do and and their support um it's it's been good i i know we have a lot of work to do when it comes to that and growing that fan base and i think they would all you know agree that they want to see that as well so we have our work cut out for us um you know it's a challenge that we're all accepting here and and trying to do do what we can to to increase that but it's it's a it's a really cool group of dedicated, passionate fans that we do have, and um, you know I think they're excited. Two and twelve or two two and ten last year out of twelve games was not something that you know any of us are, are happy about or proud of, but I think they they did see the potential that we have and, and the players that that we do have on our roster. There, there was a lot of excitement around a lot of those guys, so excited to continue that and, and push that forward and get to a point where you know they're all. They're all pulling on their their coworkers and friends to, to come out and, and attend one of the Nighthawks games. A couple more for you here, Dan. Um, obviously, the rivalry with with Buffalo up the highway, but what's Albany going to bring to the region? That's that's fairly close too. It's going to be you know a triangle rivalry, or or, or is Albany going to be a battle for you guys? Or what, what do you think the rivalry is going to be? Yeah, like the, the the throughway battle. You know the the I ninety going across. I think it's it's exciting. I think you know it just gives us there's there's a narrative there that we can kind of grab onto with, with another rival Buffalo and Rochester. They've, they've been around a long time and, and competed, you know, countless times against each other. So, man, you guys um, got it good in the East Dan. Hey, like bus trips, Buffalo, Albany, Toronto. Like, I mean, you guys don't even need to get on a plane half the time, man. You guys got a good yeah. back there. No, you know what? The, the, the logistics of it, it definitely helps to have, you know, things within driving distance, but, um, yeah, they're working through the the schedule and the conferences and divisions now. I yeah. think so. Who knows how many times we would get to play Albany? Um, but I, I I love it. I think it's great for us. You know, obviously they were a part of the league for a short time uh, back in the early 2000s. But I, I think we're we're really excited to have them as another competitor and and you know kind of feed off of each other when it comes to that rivalry. Speaking of that, Not Dan, uh, sorry, Brad. Speaking of that, well, well, I got you for for a GM question here. Has there been any movement or update on like contract statuses or free agency with with the off year here? And and do we know like what's happening with guys' contracts as far as them expiring or counting against a year or anything like that? We're getting close. Okay, we're getting close. Yeah, it's nothing's been finalized yet, but we're like every team is represented on the competition committee. Sure. Um, I'm on another couple of committees that, that are involved with that. And, and it's, it's a process, right? You yeah. have both sides that are working towards it and trying to come up with what, what works best. And uh, you know, we're, we're getting there. I think we're getting closer and we probably will have a little more clarity 
don't know. I feel like I keep saying every, the next couple of weeks I've been saying that for months now, but I, we are inching closer. Yeah, so it's, I, that's it's convoluted that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We should be. And I'm sure, closer. I'm sure news on the draft will be similar, but maybe just, you know, uh, if you're a betting man, will Rochester get a top three pick again? Or do you think it's going to be something completely different? What are the chances you're, you're picking near the top again? Well, the chance that we're picking near the top will be very slim because we traded our first rounder last year for Matt Gilray. So, um, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, good deal, though. Good of... deal, though, Danny. Like, uh, you, you got a real good one in, in Gilray there. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give you a bit of insight on, on our thought process there. Like, we, we took, you know, took Ryan Smith and knew that, uh, that he was going to be a, a great player for us or we expect him to be a great player for us. Uh, we took Ryland Reese here before. We felt like our offense was um, – we've got some depth there. We we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish through the expansion draft. And and just to kind of add to to our depth in the D end, I, I would have seen him as a top three pick in this year's draft with Gilray. still young. Now he does have experience, so you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, Hazer's really familiar with him and Peter Rose, so is Matt Giles. So it, he's just a character guy that brings a lot. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, so – um, we really are excited about him and I, you know, that's something that we're, we're glad we were able to, to, to make happen. So, um, yeah, again, I don't know what the draft order will be, Brad, you're, I think that's where you're, uh, getting at it. I can't that's, tell you yeah, what, that's that what, I'm, what I'm trying to allude to. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not there yet. I think we're getting close to, but, um, again, you have, you have a lot of people that have to, to kind of have an input on this decision or these decisions. So we're getting there, but it's literally since the season was canceled, we we've been working on this stuff um, and spending a lot of time on it. So we're getting there. You good, Brad? Or are you, are you going to ask your, uh, you. yeah, I don't. well, don't you normally ask if, if you're, you want to ask your question that you want to ask to all our, Oh lacrosse yeah. The new, the new, the new lacrosse to nation question. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Dan Gary, you're driving through downtown Rochester or outskirts of Rochester. It's the middle of July this year. What are the chances you're seeing some kid walking on the street or in a field or in a box playing lacrosse on a sunny Saturday afternoon in July? Very good. Not Very good. good chance here. Good. Yeah. I think the, one of the cool things was when I first moved here, we were, we were looking for places to live, looking for homes and, and being new to this area, we weren't exactly sure you know, where we want to live. We talked to some people that we knew that kind of gave us an idea of, of their thoughts as far as, you know, the areas that we would want to raise our kids. Yeah. And it seemed like everywhere I went, there was, you know, in some neighborhood, there was a couple of cross nets out in the yard, awesome. um, which is great to see. And that, and that's, you know, something that, you know, I grew up with, with that, you get beat up old nets in everybody's backyard. Yeah. And, We've got one in ours, so it's uh, we got the neighborhood kids. I think there's three three kids on our street that had never played lacrosse before, and now they they signed up because. And do they know like who that, you are and what you do, Dan? Like, do they? Yeah, really... we, yeah, we've got we've gotten to know them quite well over the last you know I guess year. Yeah. Um, so their kids are out in our backyard playing lacrosse all the time, and they signed them up. So yeah. you know, I, I think it's it's a pretty cool area that uh, that there's a lot of that around here so i would say yes very likely that uh that we would see kids playing lacrosse this july awesome man awesome. fantastic yeah well, that's I, how it starts those those kids will put sticks in the hands of their friends at school and and so on and so on and that's how you build a hotbed so yeah. so well done on that congrats on uh launching this upstate collegiate box across league players can register now uh up until june 7th is when the league will start playing with the national championship in san jose at the end of summer that's for 
high school seniors through fifth year college players to get their box lacrosse experience if they're thinking about the NLL. So Dan, thanks for all you're doing with the Rochester Nighthawks. Thanks for all you're doing with the Upstate Collegiate League. And thanks for uh, spreading those tentacles in Rochester and helping to grow the game down there. Appreciate you having us or joining us today. Yeah, appreciate it. And you know what? Thanks for you guys. Uh, you know, I know, I know more lacrosse content is always great for our sport. So thank our, you guys. Our pleasure, man. Uh, I'm really excited to see what the, the Pagulas have done with, with Blue Cross and uh, to see what the, the new arena looks like the upcoming season. Just uh, be careful. Stay away from the garbage plates and the dinosaur barbecue, Dan. Uh, bikini season is right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to stay away from those for sure. My, my wife, she's got a pretty good handle on the, the food that we're eating here so there you I, go i don't have much to say about it so there yeah, is. i'm looking forward to showing our locker room that'll be that'll be cool to yeah to get some video out there all right get rip on it uh dan thanks for doing this uh, and we'll talk soon uh, best of luck with the nighthawks in the upcoming season thanks guys appreciate it cheers, cheers. There he is, Brett. Uh, Dan Carey, Rochester Nighthawks GM, uh, former Peterborough boy, but now, you know, he's, his family, he's raising his family in Rochester. He's going to be there a long time. And to have a guy like that kind of at the top leading the way as far as growing box lacrosse in the Rochester area, I can't really think of a better guy to do it. No, especially a Peterborough transplant like that, like you said. And that is... That's the key, as Dan mentioned. You need you need some boots on the ground. You need to have those coaches that know the game inside and out, and those people that have grown up with the game. And that right now, that's going to have to be a lot of Canadian transplants, and he's sort of leading the charge there. But you know, we mentioned like box across, not um, not a new thing in Rochester. We played there since the 20s or 30s. The NLL has been there since 1995. There's a bunch of championships. The fans are rabid. You know, they're playing at the youth level now. They're playing at the collegiate level. That, that makes a hotbed to me. So Love I'm glad it. we dipped south of the border to talk to Dan Carey. There and interesting go. stuff about the draft, eh? Like, you know, so I get I get what the GMs could be going through. Well, Brad, it's trying to get 14, 14 owners, essentially, to all agree on how it's going to work. And every team exactly. is in a That's different a situation. And it's right. like 14 ropes and, and everybody's guess, pulling on a direction yeah, here. And it's going to be hard. to come... And that decision will have to come after the free agent issue because, you know, if you if you're a great if you say you're if you got a great roster on paper right now like your Georgia, your Halifax or something, but you're going to lose a bunch of players, changes everything. Then you're going to want to fight to be near the drop top of that draft board. But then how does Vancouver let that sit okay with them who are at the bottom yep. um, and haven't played a game and got a chance to improve yet? So it's going to be it's speaking be of improving. Watch all those pieces. Uh, speaking of improving, Vancouver watched uh, Drexel and Hofstra over the weekend. Reed Bowering on on Senior Day, Brad. Warriors fans were getting excited about this kid. Man, he went ham. Uh, Drexel got it done, and Reed Bowering is a stud. Stud. Yeah, and Drexel's move. Drexel's moving up some of the national rankings charts too. Like they can, they can cause some damage this year. So that's always a school with the tut of BC boys, big pipeline down there. Um, yeah, Vancouver fans are are salivated to get uh, to get rebowering back in market here. There you go. All right, uh, big quarter two right there. Lacrosse the nation. Dan Carey. Time to move into quarter three where we like to do quick sticks. But Brad, not before we tell you that Lacrosse the nation was brought to you by. Stampede Tack in Western Wear. Jumbo, you got me hooked on Yellowstone. I was going to give up after the first two or three episodes of season one. It was just, it really lulled you in, right? But now I've been absolutely hooked. I've just started season three. 
and it's making me want to buy a damn cowboy hat. And I've never owned, actually, I owned a cowboy hat once when we went to Founders way back. We all showed up in, in cowboy hats as our Ladner Islanders or Delta Islanders rolled into town. Um, but I want to buy a cowboy hat. And the only really great place to do that in the lower mainland here is Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Not only do they have a fantastic collection of all sorts of cowboy hats, but you want to look cool like you're on Yellowstone or you got fair skin like me and you get fried by the sun, the best way to protect is a cowboy hat. So you can do that at Stampede Tack and Western Wear at the corner of Highway 10 and 180th in downtown Cloverdale. Or of course, you can do it online at stampede.ca where shopping online yeah, is still shopping. shopping local. The new tagline should be, if you want to look like Kevin Costner, Stampede Tack and Western Wear. I don't know if I could ever look like Kevin Costner, but uh, I agree, man. All sorts of hats uh, at Stampede Tack and Western Wear to keep you protected from the sun, the wind, the rain, whatever. Uh, Cowboy Hat's a good place to start. Stampede.ca. Find them. Uh, and big thanks to them for sponsoring our brand new segment here, Lacrosse the Nation. Now time to move into quarter three. Quick Sticks coming up next. EP 129, Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Hey, this is Dan Lois from the New York Riptide. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and boxing craft. Back on quarter three, second half action here. Lax Class, quick sticks coming right up. Vancouver Warriors uh, with us once again at NLL Warriors, Twitter, Instagram. Nothing's offside. You can find them at VancouverWarriors.com as well. Keep up to date on all things Vancouver Warriors. I saw the... Uh, the big boss there, Brad, uh, GM Dan Richardson, uh, got his vaccination at the same location I did. Uh, good to see Dan. Got, that was pretty much the reason I registered. I saw Dan do it. I figured if he can do it, I'm going to do it. And and now we're both done. Same place as you two? The rink that he was in looked familiar. It looked like it was the Poirier small Forum, arena. Right, a, right across, from, the, across the street okay, from so the palace was. there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's what I figured. Um, Warriors rolling out, uh, well, Dan saying that masks for their fans hopefully will I be out in the that, next yeah. little while. So that's the new that's the new hot piece of merch anywhere you go now is to right. get your your team logo mask or your favorite your favorite brand custom mask. So the Warriors will be rolling out. So uh, check out the Warriors website to stay tuned on all that stuff when they when they unleash it to you. Maybe you'll get a challenger one. Uh, quick sticks, Brad. What do we got for quick sticks this week? We got to several, I'll say. So where do we want to begin? Uh, I don't know. Why don't we begin with Brampton, Brad? This story continues to go up, down, sideways, around in circles, backwards, forward. Great. Like, if you didn't, like, if you... You wouldn't believe this if it weren't actually happening. Like, I don't think in any other sport would you see something like this. But Brampton Excelsiors are not dead yet. This thing is is going to, like, an arbitrary board. And they're making rulings on this. But the Excelsiors may live to see another day in the city of Brampton. Yeah, it sounds like the OLA is going to investigate the shady sale um, Brampton wants to keep the team and they're suggesting that, that Owen sound gets an expansion team, which I think is the best solution. Except the board everybody. of governors want to know where their expansion fee is coming from. And now Joe's saying like, if you want the team back, you owe me 400 grand, but he won't tell anybody what he actually sold the team for. Like, but didn't he buy, didn't he buy the team for a, for a grand or yeah, something? Oh, yeah, 2,500 bucks like or something like, like how that. How does yeah. it, 
Yeah. How does it go up to, to four? What did you say? $400,000? Yeah. That's the MSL expansion. Well, team? that's what he's saying. Me? That's what he wants. That's, yeah. So well, that's, this is he's, just, he's it's insane. It's, a, it's, it's insane, but just stay tuned. It's going to, it's going to get, it's going to be a documentary one day, you know, about how the this historic franchise was. Like, I think well, it's going it, to go legal. The mud. Yeah, there could be a shady sale and bug juice. And oh it is a 30 for 30 story waiting to be told. But I think there's a good chance now. And that's all that we wanted to hear is that Brampton gets to, uh, Brampton might get to hang on to their team. And I hope, again, for the people of Owen Sound, Give them you an will expansion get your team, team. But it should be an expansion team that's above ground and through all the proper channels. Absolutely. Nothing against the area of Owen Sound. I think they deserve It's a lacrosse hotbed. We're going to go there one of these weeks, Brad. And yeah, we should. And it just goes to show, too, what can, what can happen when you stand up for yourself and fight. Like, people of Brampton could have just... Rolled, rolled over, over and went, oh man, that sucks. We lost our team. But like they they fought the good fight and they continue to to have their voice and, and to make noise and th- things are changing. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stand up of, for what you believe in. There you go. I totally agree. Odd story here, Brad, and, and within the matter of like five, six days, Chase Scanlon, former junior Adnac Minto Cup champ, uh, where's the number 22 at, at – Historic Syracuse University was kicked off the Orangemen's team, and like five days later, he's back on the team. I don't know what's going on with this story. We need to find out more, but Scanlon off the Cuse, now he's back on. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to touch this one because there's some nasty rumors flying around as to why he got suspended, and yeah. I do not want to drag anybody's name through the mud if no, we don't we know, know we the know, facts right? and story. Yeah. All I'll say is that, like, you know, we talked about um, not saying this is the same scenario, but there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about college players in the last year or two with transfers and players leaving and, and you know, opting out or playing the fifth year, not playing the fifth year. It's just like COVID has changed the college game right now. And usually a guy would go about his four years quietly at a school and you wouldn't hear too much about him, you know, maybe check some box scores and watch him on on championship weekend, then he pops up in the draft. But like, there's been a lot of stuff written about players in the last couple of years. And I know that we've all been through a tough time with COVID and kids lives are changing right now. And so, you know, their, their decisions are, are being affected and that, you know, we're looking at these guys almost like pro lacrosse players. Really. They're just young men going through a lot of life changes right now. And it's a, it's a, it's a weird time. For yeah. college lacrosse players. Yeah, well said. Well said. Speaking of college lacrosse players, the PLL entry draft went tonight, in fact, Brad. And I'm kind of glad we didn't hit the record button until after it happened. But Jeffrey, not speaking of Brampton, Jeffrey, number one overall pick, Tate, is the number one overall pick in the PLL, number one overall pick in the NLL, as he ends up with the Archers. I think that's pretty special. Like there how wasn't many? a lot of Lyle and Crowley. No, that's it. No, and and how many how many Canadians? You know, you mentioned Crowley there, but how many Canadians have gone number one overall in you know the the MLL before this, and, and obviously the first time happening one. in the PLL. Like one. was that Crowley? That's it. And that was it. And Lyle is the so, other. 
pretty well, and, and Lyle's Iroquois. He's not. He's not yeah, Canadian. No, I'm, so I'm, I'm just saying, saying there's like, only been two no, I'm not, guys I'm not to talking do about, it. Yeah, never you're, mind you're Canadians. Talking about guys who have gone one, one in both drafts. I'm talking about how many Canadians have gone number one in the professional field across the league, no matter where. Well, Brad, that's, I'm telling you, that's rare if there's only there two guys that have done it. One is a Canadian. So. No, we're not talking about the same thing. You're you're talking about guys who were number one in both drafts, MLL and pro field, whether right. it's MLL or PLL. I'm talking about how many Canadians have been just number one in a field across draft. So that's Teeth, oh, that's and, Kraut. Oh, and just field. Maybe, just it, field. Yeah. Was oh. it junior once upon a time? Like it's it doesn't okay. it doesn't happen very often. And I know a lot of the a lot of the PLL experts that were that were predicting this draft, like Teeth's name wasn't near the top Sowers, until the last like week or so Bernhardt, when things started. Yeah started heating up so you know it, it's pretty special that a canuck is going number one overall in the pll we're going to see him in action here in a couple months congrats to to jeff teat and, and the archers who are getting just <laughs> incredible <laughs> lacrosse player uh speaking of field atlas, lacrosse atlas, yeah, at, excuse atlas me Teep. Teep archers yes uh, archers get trey leclerc with a little canadiana flavor there um Chaos picked a Canadian. Tanner Cook got swooped up. Yeah. Tanner Cook. Yeah. So there's a bunch Ethan, of Canadians. Ethan Walker got drafted. Yeah, a lot of, lot, of, lot of Canadian talent out there. We'll see how the border affects that season coming up as well. It's going to be interesting. Well, speaking of field and box lacrosse, I'm hearing this a little bit too much lately again, Brad. Indoor and outdoor. I know there's, there's a couple of people out there that they think, like, well, just call it what – this is important to me. I think terminology and, and correctness is important to distinguish yourself. Box lacrosse, field lacrosse, please stop with the indoor-outdoor nonsense. Can we do this? I could care less. It's it's lacrosse. It's the World Indoor Lacrosse Championship. No, you have a problem with, changing, with that World tournament? World Lacrosse has changed Are they their really name. changing it? They already have. I, I hadn't heard this. Have they really? It's yes. now what? The Box the Cross Championships? World Box the Cross Championships. I it's probably over the course Brad, of the if... last I think over the last forty five minutes of this podcast, I've probably used both terms. Well, like I it's just have you're just well. describing you're just describing lacrosse. I don't say box every time. I don't say indoor every time either. It kind of floats. Yeah. I it's just fluid, the fact man. you can just, like some of these universities now. You can play field lacrosse in like they play in the dome in, the, in Syracuse. It's indoors, but they're playing field lacrosse. So that's where the confusion comes in. Why not just separate the two? Box field, then you know for sure. That's all I'm saying. I think it's also. I think also it's also an American Canadian thing. I think. Canadians yeah. are more inclined Brown to say balls, boss field. Americans balls. are more side to say, yeah, yeah. to say, uh, to say outdoors, indoors. If you want to be right and proper, say box across. If you want to be like Brad, say whatever. Rockstar. I think I only use indoor. <laughs> I think I only use, in- <laughs> not letting this go yet. Yeah. I think I only use indoor when I'm describing like, you know, an American player that's coming indoors. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah, apply yeah. his trade indoors. I think that's one of the only reasons I'll, I'll yeah. use Indoor, I might but be able I do to say, let that slide. I might be able to let that slide. Using it, what is that? An, as a, using it as an adjective to describe oh, the don't act get of me actually going like on grammar and becoming a field player to a box and, player. No, I don't. Know. I don't know. Let's move on with quick sticks here, Brad. We got a few left. Uh, I thought this was pretty cool, and you being a mu- music guy, I, I thought you would have got in on this. I don't even know if you did, but Dan Lomas on on Positive Fridays tweeted at Nicocello 
said, Nick, let's get a playlist going here. Let's get people to name one song and one song only if they had to listen to one song for the rest of their life. And he literally made like a two-hour playlist off of all the suggestions that people submitted. Did you get in on this? I did not. And I'm trying to think now if you're you're posing that question to me. What What's your one song? If you only listen to one song <laughs> on repeat for the rest of your life. Yeah. What's well, that song gonna I, be? Thinking back to it, I would have. Oh my god! I would have put down the darkest one by the Tragically Hip. That that would have been my song. But just as a aloof, I I put and I love the song, but I just thought it'd be a little bit funny. I put down Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. Because yeah, you can, if you're not in the mood, you can get into the mood. Well, and if I, you have your, I love the song. Your, like, don't get me wrong. I just thought that would be funny to throw on to like a lacrosse playlist. Sexual healing by wake Martin. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Let's wake make up! Love tonight. So, the darkest one by by the Tragic Hip would be like my go-to. But like I, like Avicii, I don't know how many people submitted levels, like <laughs> levels extended version, levels original version, le- like. So um, that's on there, but there's literally two hours of, of and a wide variety of, of songs. Check it out, Spotify, Dan Lomas playlist uh, for the people on Positive Friday last Friday. Pretty cool. Um, so I'm, I'm a little surprised you being a music guy didn't get in on that. But maybe next time around. So well done to Dan Lomas. Uh, 35 moments this week, Brad. Dane Smith, we talked about this back in 2016 breaking Ethan Iannucci's goal record of 72 and Sean Evans' points record for a total of 137 points in 2016 in a year that Dane Smith was virtually unstoppable and Oyab became the first African-American player to win the MVP as well. What a special year that was. Like, balls were just dropping for Dane Smith. And if you look at his career stats, like, yeah, he did shoot more that season by far than any other season in his career. But like same thing with Nooch with that season, a shooting percentage still of over, of over 20% of, of, of point two one four. So like, that's miraculous. Yeah. If you can get it, if it's an offensive, I think if you're an offensive player above two, you're doing a good job. And he led the league in scoring with a two fourteen, and led the league in shots like that. That makes it equally more impressive, but just one of those special years. And I wish they would have culminated in a, in the championship for Buffalo. I know they ended up falling to, uh, to the rush that season, but like what a special run that was for Dane Smith. Like he came in, you and I called the game when he came into Vancouver. Just a one-on-one Buff- nightmare. Like, can't yeah, you and know Buff- what he's going to do, and you still couldn't stop him. No, like the best, one of the best pairs Jeez. of feet, yeah. probably the best pairs of feet in the National Lacrosse League one-on-one. And, yeah, he's got that deceptive outside shot with all those different release points and just an absolute, absolute ankle breaker and had the feeding ability that year, too, to to, to catch guys like Ryan Banesh on that far side and, yeah. and rack those guys' numbers up, too. So what, what a special <laughs> season that was. He I don't know if that'll be a back, clip, man. He came out the back end in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was playing transition and then goes on to score 137 points. Like, like, I don't know if that'll be – I don't know if that'll happen again. 137 in an 18-game season like mm-hmm. that, that's going to be a very, very tough market. Never. Yeah. He hasn't come close to it since. Like 105 in 2018 was the best, but 137 is a pretty remarkable total in 18 games. A lot of things got to go right for that to happen for sure. Last quick stick here, and and he's probably thinking I wasn't going to mention it, but I'm for sure going to mention this. The president 
of the new Westminster Sandbellies, uh, which I'm still having a, a bit of a hard time wrapping my head around because it was Dan Richardson for so long. But the new president of the new Westminster Sandbellies is now the brand new mayor of Mission, British Columbia, Paul Horn winning the election in an absolute landslide bootstrap 20 congratulations my friend mayor paul horn of mission bc this is just fantastic god so we've got we've got mark grimes who's a toronto city councillor now running the ontario junior a lacrosse league we've got our premier beastie john horgan who's a diehard uh, self-admitted shamrocks fans walks around downtown victoria with a shamrocks mask on got vaccinated in the shamrocks mask and yeah. made headlines and now we've got paul horn the mayor of mission Landslide BC, victory like not Landslide even victory. close and unreal like couldn't couldn't happen to a better guy i can't wait to see paul horn's bellies take the floor one day and for people that don't know where mission is it's it's past maple ridge um, it's about an hour and 20 without, with traffic, maybe an hour and a half with traffic into downtown Vancouver. It's about as outskirty as you can get in the lower mainland, a uh, small town vibe out there, but yeah. they play lacrosse out there. They're right close to Maple Ridge where a lot of lacrosse players live and reside now. Um, but good for Paul Horn, man. Like that's another guy with, with brains and, well, this, and charisma yeah, pulling but, strings in the political world and the lacrosse world. This is it with Paul Horn, right? Like it, Regardless of whether you're left, right, in the middle, whatever, Paul is a good person, and he has a massive heart, and he's going to do what's best for that city and the people that live in it. And that's a, like it's a rare thing as far as politicians go to know that the guy in charge actually cares about his community, and that's what makes me excited for for him and for Mission is that I know. He's going to follow through and do what he says because he cares. So I'm, I'm really excited for Paul and, and for the city of Mission. I know a lot of people that live out that way, and, and I think it's going to be a great thing. And really happy for for my buddy Paul Horn. So congrats to him. That's going to wrap up quick sticks here on 129, which means we got one quarter left. The Stampede Stallion of the Week is coming up next. Keep it right here at Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Dane Smith with the Buffalo Bands and Chaos Lacrosse Club. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified. Back on the last class, final quarter, fourth quarter, no more breaks. Uh, but before we get to our Stampede Stallion, got to let you know about Associated Labels and Packaging. Find them at AssociatedLP.com. That reminds me, Brad, I got to get in touch with uh, with my buddy Sean Ashworth and get a hold of the new... I feel like we've been running this commercial for way too long. I got to get some updated spots done for Associated LP. But if you need a label or you need a package, you can find them at AssociatedLP.com. They focus on people, ethics, quality, and of course, family-owned for over 40 years right here in my hometown of Coquitlam, B.C. They're the best in the business. Need a label? Need a package? Find Associated Labels and Packaging. Stampede Stallion of the Week time. Brad, you ready to head for the stables? Giddy up. 
there as he heard the horses uh, come in. And uh, another player joining the stable this week, Brad, my selection. And uh, this one, a little special for yours, Charlie. I had a chance to coach Jared Davis, who is, is joining the Stampede Stallion of the Week stable. Jared Davis, short career, I would say, in, in the National Lacrosse League, but an NLL champion, a Man Cup champion, and again, Brad, this isn't really about the numbers or, or anything like that. This is about the guy, the character, what he brought to the table. And Jared Davis was an absolute gamer when he stepped on the turf. Yeah, he was a weapon. I almost called you out on this one and told you and was going to tell you to put the brakes on based on the games played. Mm. Like, if you look at the guys who are on our stampede list, you know, a lot of them, a few of them still active, a lot of them... Done. I think a hundred should be the threshold. Like hundred, yeah, hundred. But he's he's just over a hundred, and he's by far at probably the lowest on this list. Like maybe Peter Morgan, your pick a couple weeks ago, uh, is hovering around there. But a lot of these guys are are two hundred game guys are going to be two hundred game guys. But you no, know, I do like he's a four. I think he's a four time champion. I think he won two in Rochester, one in Edmonton, and one in Sask. Like just a complete a complete, complete glue player. And yeah, my story with Jared Davis goes all the way back to, to 07, the first year that I was calling uh junior a lacrosse. And like, he was, I think he was the only player on the Adnax that year that was playing in college. So like, this is like, you know, he went to Bellarmine at a time where not a lot of guys from BC were, yeah. were playing college lacrosse, like the only Adnac to be on a college team in 07. Like that's, 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 <laughs> that's pretty wild. Eh? That's wild. That doesn't Think happen anymore. Now it's, yeah. Yeah, now it's almost every single player on their team plays college lacrosse, and I think he was the only one in, in 07 or 08. But, like, well, I remember when he came back from Bellarmine, ball was in his stick. Like, he was the quarterback. He was the guy who the ball was in his stick with, with, with you know, down by one with, with a couple seconds left to go. They were drawing it up for Jared Davis. Um, you know, and then when the, when the National Lacrosse League came calling, fifth overall pick, by the way, to Rochester yeah. in, in 2010 yeah. in a loaded draft, like – Went went super high and a lot of faith by by Kurt Styers in, in a young Jared Davis. Never really cracked as a full time offensive player, you know. No, it's kind and, of a tweener, kind of a tweener for yeah, sure. Yeah, had had to be a tweener in the National Lacrosse League, but so never put up huge points wise. But just as one of those guys who you could Blue use guy. him anywhere on the floor. Yeah. You could use him anywhere on the floor, and championship teams followed him around. And it, there's no. No, no, no secret why. Like he, he was that guy. No, two, 245 points in 112 games, just under 80 goals, 166 assists. But like you said, just put him anywhere on the floor, and he's gonna get the job done. I sl- like it didn't take me long to put the C on his jersey either. Like I could just tell this kid was was born to to play the game and and a leader of men as well. And got all day for Jared Davis, pride of Port Moody. British Columbia, Jerry Curl, Jared Davis is joining the Stampede Stallion of the Week stable. Uh, welcome to the stable, brother. You're, you're this week's Stampede Stallion. And, of course, the Stampede Stallion of the Week brought to you by our good friends at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Summer, longer days, fast approaching. That means more sun. And, of course, what do you want to do? You want to get out in the sun, but you got to protect yourself as well from those harmful UV rays. Oh, man, those are bad, those UV rays. Stampede Tack and Western Wear offers a wide selection of hats. Told you about the cowboy hats, but they got more. 
keep you looking great and protected at the same time. Visit them in Cloverdale at the highway at the corner of Highway 10 and 180th. Been there since 1966, or you can shop online where it's still shopping local at Stampede.ca. Jared Davis. Speaking of horse, speaking of horses, uh, Kentucky Derby this weekend. Mm, who you got? Who you got? I don't even know who's running. I, I can't tell you who's playing. All right, well, we'll talk about it. it. We'll talk about it next week. How about that? Right here on Lax Class, which will come at you every Tuesday right here via the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. In the meantime, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so in a variety of ways. You can find us via email at lacrosseclassified at gmail.com. By the way, I got my lawnmower out in the mail, Brad, uh, off to Manitoba. I hope you, you got suits. As, it was his birthday today, so I'm, I'm hoping you got suits' package off. The oh, answer. happy birthday, suits. It's uh, it's coming. It'll be in the mail. It'll be in the mail this week. It's at my front door right now. It's in the box. I just haven't made it to the post office okay. yet. Uh, you heard it, it since, uh, he'll, he'll come looking for you. If you it's coming, brother. It's coming. Okay. So, lacrosseclassified at gmail.com. we got Facebook page, Instagram at lacrosseclassified, Twitter. We're at laxclass. I am at PXP for sports. Brad is at Brad Chow. If you ever want to get at us, uh, DMs are open. We're happy to hear from mm-hmm. you. And uh, listen, if you're like in an area where where you think your your town is a lacrosse hotbed and, and we should go into that area and talk to somebody from there about what's going on as far as box across in your hood, send us a suggestion. You never know. We could be we could be coming your way. We'll be back next week, though, with another city to go across the nation. We'll have another stallion for you. Quick sticks, of course, as well. And the big focus will be on deck as per usual. But for now, that is going to wrap things up. Big thanks to Dan Carey. Our thank you goes out to our sponsor, Stampede Tack, the Warriors, Associate Labels, and Packaging as well. For Brad Chonner, I've been Jake Elliott. For the fastest game on two feet and for the creator. We'll talk to you next time right here on Lacrosse Classified. Be safe and be healthy, everybody.